What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today we are giving you the top five bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. There are uh, two big cards this weekend. The PFL have their second show of uh, the year. Uh, featuring the uh, a very good array of fighters in the uh, featherweight division uh, for this year, uh, the women's featherweight division even. It, it was the lightweight division last year, down to featherweight this year, and the heavyweight division as well, with uh, a very interesting fight between uh, Bruno Capeloza and Sheffield uh, in the co-main event, as well as a very interesting main event as well between Pacheco and Bud. I have a preview of that. It's already out on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, please check it out. But we also have the massive UFC card, UFC 287, between um, Pereira and Adesanya. A rematch as well, like the Capilosa Sheffield matches. So, a good few. We're, we, it feels like we're in the era of rematches almost now, but especially like in the, the, the months. 30 days maybe rather than the month of uh, of rematches considering we just went into a new month but we've had a lot of them recently obviously we had uh, the the Edward Zeus one we have this one we have the Kepeloza fight over in PFL and uh, it's always interesting to analyse him and I will uh, get into that more because I want to talk about especially the Adesanya Pereira fight here because that is uh, one of my bets let's recap last week though before we get in uh, to next week not the greatest week in the world although and this is kind of a tip for every week. If you look, just listen to the top five bets, you're, I think you're missing out. You need to listen to what comes afterwards as well. Because I gave a couple of good bets in like the, the recap of the cards afterwards. Rakeem Cleveland was one who, I'm not exactly sure the price he won, but he was over plus 300, I believe. Uh, and I gave him as a pick, so I think that is a good one as well. But in my five bets last week, uh, I only got one of the four bets correct, uh, and the flyer didn't hit. So... The bets I didn't get correct, uh, Zingano and McCourt doesn't go to a decision. <sighs> it did go to a decision, but I, you know, if you watch that fight, it could have been finished multiple times, especially in that second round. So I'd find that a little bit uh, unfortunate, and it's plus 250 as well. Chaga Santos, that was just an incorrect call. I know someone in the comment section um was uh, was kind of given out to me for that bet, saying I was I was capping the the guy for what he used to be, and you know what? <laughs> I've done that again this week, right? But I've done it in my flyer this week, so I don't mind it in the flyer. But I will. I, I think the the comment section was good last week, and they set me straight on that one for future. Although I kind of ignored it this week. Uh, Chris Wade lost to Bubba Jenkins. I think that was a shock to most people. But the one that did come off was Will Flurry at plus two fifty. He opened up at plus three seventy, I think. Um, I think he did go off around the plus 190, but when the video came out, it was around plus 250. So that's a, a pretty good bet. I think, you know, you mightn't have come out too bad if you did all of them, considering the Will Forty one. I'm sure some people got a plus 300, some people got a plus 200, uh, so not a bad bet. And then the, um, the uh, flyer bet was James to get the knockout in round one, a plus 675, and he got it in round three, unfortunately. So... Um, you saw where I was going with that one. Round one and two, literally just the worst rounds of the year with them hugging each other against the cage. It was absolutely awful. I love Jason Herzog, but I'm like, come on, Jason, break them up there, and he didn't. But anyway, uh, yeah, so not the greatest weekend last weekend, but we, we move forward. We uh, Overall, 41 bets given, 20, correct, so not bad, and four of the 11 overall in the flyers so you know I'm, I'm happy with that four for the first half of the year if I'm being honest I'll, I, I, if I can get one more in the next few weeks I'll be very very happy but uh, the, the flyer bets as we said are just for fun but 
you know, I'm still around 50% in the, uh, in the main bets, so I will uh, definitely take that. Right, let's get into it here uh, for next week. And I'm going to fly kind of back and forth between the PFL in, and the UFC here. So I have three from the PFL and I have one from... Uh, sorry, I have three from the UFC and two from, from the PFL. So um, I think I, I think when you look at um, the top two uh, fights in the UFC, they're very different uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Um, and the, <laughs> the reasons I, I think are because one of them is very much... Uh, no, I wouldn't say maybe a guarantee, but one of them is very much one-sided and one of them is very, very hard to call. And I'm going for the guarantee first uh, and I'm going for the the Burns fight. Now, I'm not going for a guaranteed bet. I'm going for uh, a little bit of a, a, a different uh, bet to, to get us a little bit of better odds on the fight. So what, and just to, to, to tell you the, the odds straight up for that one. Uh, it is Gilbert Burns minus 450 plus 350 for Masvidal. But the bet I'm going for I was surprised to see it's such a good price. Burns to win inside the distance at plus one fifteen. Now I think that's a fantastic bet. I, I I would say that is my bet of the week. Um, Gilbert Burns is just a better fighter than Masvidal. Like Masvidal has, we're not that you know he's always been a good fighter. You know a good pro. I suppose you would put it that way, kind of middle of the pack for a lot of his career. And then he had that amazing stretch over, what was it, a year, 18 months, where he knocked out Till, he knocked out uh, Askren, and there was someone else in there as well, wasn't there? There was another very good knockout. And he got his couple of title shots, and we we know what's kind of happened since. Um, And that felt like it was very much kind of to me, the autumn of his career, because he hasn't really been fighting much since he fought. You know, the Colby thing happened and all there. So we, we kind of, um, we know where Masvidal is right now. We also kind of know where Burns is. And where Burns is, is like, you know, Tenna White said there um, uh, recently about if uh, Kamaru Usman didn't exist, that Colby Covington would be uh, would be guaranteed to be like the the next guy. He would be the, he would have been the champion that whole time, um, if not for for him. Now I would put to that that Gilbert Burns exists. <laughs> I would put to that that Shemayev exists as well, who himself and Burns had a, an almighty fight with and. Uh, we haven't seen Burns versus uh, <laughs> Burns versus Covington yet, so I I definitely think that's a foolish thing to say. But you know, it wouldn't be the first time for Dana White. But that's how good uh, he is. That is the the level. Like if you look at his last few fights, destroyed Magni inside around, uh, like fight of the year candidate with Shamayev. Be Wonderboy, you know who you know. He's up where is he up there behind me on the wall? One of my favorite fighters. Okay, he lost to somebody. He beat Woodley before that. Beat Maya, you know. Beat Gunny Nelson. Like taking on all the best grapplers in the division and beating them, you know. And he's shown. I remember talking to Ian Gary before he actually went and even trained with Gilbert Burns. I think, and he was kind of saying like, Gilbert, uh, how do you beat Gilbert? Like he's such a good striker. He's such a good wrestler. He's such a good jujitsu guy. Like it's very hard to beat him. And I think Masvidal, at this stage of his career, you probably can't say the same from him. Like, he's always had very good takedown defense, and his striking has been good, and then he found that ability to knock Glad's spark out. You know, uh, Diaz was the other one in there as well, who and, and he didn't knock him spark out, but he got the doctor stoppage after cutting him open and all of that. But my look, my take on this, and the reason why I think uh, that Burns will win and why I'm going for him to win inside the distance 
is that I just think he will be able to do kind of what he wants with uh, Masvidal. Now, Masvidal hasn't been finished that many times uh, in his career. Four times out of 16 losses, 12 have been by decision. And, you know, I the more I do this betting show, the less I ignore those sort of stats. And you'll see what a pick of mine later on. I will be uh, not ignoring those stats. But I can't, so, uh, can't also ignore the stat that he is 38 years of age, 39 this year. I can't ignore the stat that he was knocked spark out two fights ago. He was dominated in his fight after that against Colby Covington. Uh, that was over a year ago. The fight before that was a year before that. The fight before that was, what, eight, nine, ten months before that. The fight before that was eight months before. Not been fighting that regularly, you know. And no, one fight a year at that age is grand. But, like, that's... I think it's all kind of playing against him. I really do. I think he's... Look, he's in there against a guy who, at this stage of his career, is probably a better striker than him. He's a better grappler than him. He's a better... Uh, when, when I say grappler, but wrestling... Uh, and just, if he can take him down, he's in a big, big, big problem. Like, I was looking at the submission bet here, but I'm not sure he won't knock him out in the feet. <laughs> I went for the, the the double chance, really, to, to get the, the fight finished inside the distance. I really do, like, I really do think, I said it at the start, the main event is a pick and fight, hard to know who's going to win. This one, I would be extremely, extremely, extremely surprised if uh, Gilbert Burns didn't destroy Masvidal. I really would be. I really, really would be like, <sighs> Masvidal would need to turn back the clock. He would need to do a, a career best performance. Or he would need to do what he did against Ben Askren and produce, yeah, no, uh, two second knockout. <laughs> that's, I think, what he would need to. So that's my first bet of the week. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's a great price. Plus 115. I, when I saw that price, I really, really could not believe it. I think that's an unbelievable price, so I'm going for that straight up. Right, the next bet I'm giving, number two. I'm going, and this one, I was surprised to see the price of it, if I'm being honest. Um, and it's Santiago Ponzinibbio against Kevin Holland, uh, and he's plus 201. I see him here in some places. He's up to plus 220 in some places, but he's over plus 200 everywhere against, as I said, Kevin Holland. Um... And the reason I give this is the price alone. And, well, the price plus you can't rely on Kevin Holland. Like, Kevin Holland is one of these guys, like, is he... And he's look, he's been, he's been feel, feeling like he's a bit mentally more stable recently, but kind of still losing. What if he turns up and he isn't that mentally stable fighter that we, we can, like, almost expect to happen again at some stage? Like, what if... What if that is the case? I think he has big problems against Ponzinibbio. Like, if you look, he lost to Wonderboy last time out. And, you know, Wonderboy is one of the, the best fighters we've ever seen in the history of uh, of that division. So there's no shame in that. But he lost to a guy striking. Before that, he was uh, it was always like, he can't wrestle. He's losing to guys wrestling. Where, where's Ponzinibbio? Now, Ponzinibbio, look, he's not what he was. And I think it's a more of an even matchup. No problem. But, like, Ponzinibbio can wrestle and strike. Like, Ponzinibbio is a good fighter on his day. And as well, like, I feel like his coming back from that injury a couple of years ago has taken a while. You know, some fighters, it takes them a while to kind of get back into their groove and become the fighter maybe that they once were. Now, some people are just, like, completely, you know, past their best and they don't do it. Pantanibia now at 36 years of age. Could that be him? I don't know. But one great sign I got from him was, like, he came back in um 
you know, from, from all those injuries in 2021 after three years out. And he had a very, obviously very bad performance against Li Jingliang getting finished in the first round. Came back against uh, Miguel Baeza, who I actually rate an awful. I know his, uh, his performances or his um, results haven't been great, but he went to decision with him, won that. And then he went to two decisions in a row against Jeff Neal and Michel, uh, Michel Pereira, two split decisions. Like... Those lads are, are both better fighters than Kevin Neal for me. Or that's Kevin Kevin Holland for me. Um and then he beat Alex Morona last time. And that performance of finishing him at the third round. Like Alex Morona is a type of guy that if you're not on it, he will beat you. You know, because he is just a good, honest, uh, hard working fighter. And Ponzanibio was the better guy and ended up finishing him in the end of that. So you look at that comeback right and he, as I said he took a while to come back from it got knocked out in the first fight but it's been what four decisions since fought tw- uh, three times in 2021 twice in 2022 so he's been you know relatively active and I think that's a good thing for him like he comes into this at a better I think he comes into this a better fighter than any time he's been in the last you know four years and if he is that, if if I'm correct in that assumption, I think he will be Kevin Holland. Now, maybe he won't be. Maybe he'll be a little bit older. Maybe uh, he, he won't be the same fighter he once was. But, like, can you just... I, 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 do you know one thing as well I say about Ponzinibbio? He does what he needs to do to win. And that's that. you can take that in a lot of different ways now. And I think Gunny Nelson will probably take it in one way and a lot of other people will take it in a lot of other ways. But the, what I mean, like... I'm sure he will strike with Holland for a while. If it goes well, he'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, or if he feels like he can prey on him in a certain area, he will go for a takedown and take him down. Like, that's the sort of fighter Ponzinibbio is, and we've seen the weaknesses of Kevin Holland on the ground. We've seen him, and they haven't... You know, he you can do all the training with DC and go to AK and all, all you want for a couple of weeks, but you're not going to make up that deficit. And when it feels like... You know, it does feel like Kevin Holland, like he doesn't take it seriously. It it feels like, you know, it just feels like he's kind of a part-time fighter, like, for being honest. And you see fighters, like, I talk to fighters all the time, and, you, you know, I, I, I haven't spoken to him. You see Bilal Muhammad saying it, like, I think, what was he on, was he on with John Anik, maybe, maybe he was on with, when he was on with Joe Rogan. He was saying, like, you know, there's other guys out there, and I think he was talking about Paddy Pimlin, like, he's gone off on holidays, and he's doing this and that, and he's like... I finish my fight, I'm help preparing the next guy for the next fight. I'm in that gym all the time, in that room all the time, preparing, getting better, and doing this, that, and that to be a contender, right? I don't know if Kevin Holland doing that. Is Ponzinibbio doing that? It feels like the last few fights have shown he is. Now, they haven't all gone for him, obviously, but we're at that level, I suppose, in the UFC right now. You know, where the two guys are kind of hanging on to the top 15 or maybe a little bit even further down. And I think there's a big difference in there when you have one guy who is willing to do it all and is willing to do it all outside the fight and inside the fight against a guy who isn't, right? And I just think that price on that fighter is what, I, is what I'm going for. I, I'm not giving you any big technical breakdown or anything on this one. I'm going. I'm going straight off the field on that one. I'm going straight off the field. I just at plus two hundred. I feel like Panzanibia uh, against Kevin Holland. Like can look. Does Kevin Holland have the attributes to win this fight? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, he has. Without a shadow of a doubt. But do you trust him to do it? 
I, I certainly wouldn't. So I'm going for Ponzinibbio on that fight. Plus plus 201, I have him here. Plus 220, plus 200. We'll see. The updated prices for all these bets, uh, my guy John Branning, and we'll have them all on screen here. Uh, I'm recording this obviously a little bit early before it's edited and also these prices are very volatile, especially around the midweek time. Right. Next bet I'm going for is over on PFL and it's uh, Rizvan Kuniev at minus 185 he's fighting Hinin Ferreira and I, I I obviously I did the preview for this and I watched a good bit of uh, Cunia this is his debut if I'm not mistaken in the PFL it is indeed he's fought on EFC he's fought in the Dana White Contender Series um, he fought over in EFC a few times and you know, he's fought some good guys as well, kind of Darko Sosic, Justin Willis, and looks he ended up losing to both of them, but he fought Anthony Hamilton on EFC, um, and he won his fight in the, you know, Dana White Contender Series as well, didn't manage to get uh, the, uh, it was in 2021, so that was when people weren't getting signed, you know, poor old Brendan Lachnan, poor old Brendan Lachnan with his million quid in the bank, he'll be absolutely delighted. Uh, and then his opponent, Hinan Ferreira, has been around PFL for the last while, you probably know him as the six foot eighth Goliath who won against uh, Jamal Jones with that massive front kick to the face in 2022. Uh, Being by Ante Delia on his last fight, and he's trying to pop back here. Look, the reason I'm going for this is pretty simple. Cunyev uh, is a great wrestler, and he wrestles the sort the way that you need to wrestle against Ferreira. And what I mean by that is. So Ferreira, what did I say? Six foot eight, six foot, six foot eight, six foot nine. What is he? Six foot eight. If you go in with double legs across the cage against him, you know, he's he'll just take your head off. He'll front kick you in the face. He'll knee you. He'll push your head down. Jump on your back. Land big shots. You're not gonna beat him. You're not. You might take him down at one stage doing that, and you know he might get back up. But that is. Um, and look, it might work. It might work. I'm, uh, I'll say that, but it's a massive risk. It's a great way to put yourself in peril to, to do that. It really, really is. Konya fights differently. He lo- loves to fight on the inside when he's resting. He comes short, works his way in, gets the body lock, puts you against the cage, and pulls you down that way. That, and he does that. I watched. I don't know how many of his fights. Three, four of his fights. And that is the way he wrestles. That is just, <clears throat> that is the way he fights. And it's tailor-made for fighting for there. Like, you don't want to strike with Ferrer, no matter who you are almost in that division. You want to get inside. You want to take him down. If you do want to strike with him, you want to get inside to strike with him as well. You don't want those big, long limbs jabbing you in the face or kicking you in the face or anything like that or kicking you in the body. Um, and... F- Look, I, I think I look Kaniev is the favorite for a reason, and I think that is the reason. Now, uh, Federer has shown before that he can wrestle, he can stop lads wrestling him. And as I said, like if he does get taken down, I think he uh, it's not the, uh, a case of I think he'll get immediately finished or anything like that. I think he, as I said, he can fight in all areas, he's a, a good fighter, but. The, another part and the main reason why I'm going for Kuniev here is he's relentless with it. He takes him down. He'll probably get to a knee. He'll probably get, you know, to a, to a shoulder against the cage, get back up. He'll pull him down again. He'll keep a hold of that body. He's he's just, he is a very, very, very talented fighter at holding on to people like that. You know, he, 
uh, he is a you know a nasty Russian fighter likes like so many of them have been down through the years that once he gets a hold of you it's very very hard to get him off you and uh, you know what you want to do against Hinan Ferreira is get a hold of him so that's that's basically the top and bottom of that that's the reason I'm going for that bet so uh have to win straight up plus 185 right let's talk about the UFC main event um, and let's talk about Adesanya and Alex Pereira uh, I'll give you my bet first I'm going for the over three and a half rounds so either guy to win it to go over three and a half rounds if it goes to the decision if Izzy gets the knockout after three and a half rounds if Alex gets the knockout gets the submission whatever after three and a half rounds your bet wins minus 138 so not too far away from even money to go over three and a half rounds um, honest to god I'm not sure who wins this fight but I do think it will go along um, I I have a theory and I said it in a couple of shows now but I, I'll say it again here because you know I know a lot of people uh, just watch this show and a lot, a lot of the betting fans but my theory on this is right and it's not my uh, do you know what it's actually not my theory it's uh, it's a theory I've picked up over the last couple of weeks I mentioned about all the um uh, all the rematches and stuff. But if you think about it, and I think uh, Luke Thomas po- posted um, a graphic there recently about people who've been knocked out in one fight and come back and uh, win in the next fight, and it's very rare. You know, very, very rare. I saw someone else posting about UFC tile fights. Someone who's been beaten and comes back and beats the same person. I think it's only happened three times in UFC history, only once ever from a knockout or something like that, and immediate fights, I, I don't think it's ever happened. So... uh and look, those stats are not... I, I, I haven't confirmed those stats 100%, let's just put it that way. But I'm sure if someone if someone knows, knows that tweet I'm talking about, I saw it the other day, feel free to put it in the comment section below and we, we can have a look at it here. But I would tend to ignore that, but I'm not ignoring it now. Because I ignored it for the Edwards-Usman fight. And I swore to myself after that, like, I'm not going to ignore that again. Because, like, my thinking after Edwards-Usman, right, after the first, the the middle fight, the first title fight, was Usman made a mistake. He made an error. He, um, you know, he was winning the fight. He got caught. And it wasn't even necessarily that he made an error. It was that Edwards did something brilliant and miraculous. It was, uh, okay, you know, a bit of an error as well, but it was mostly Edwards. But you're thinking from Usman, can he adjust to that, clean up and win the decision? I was thinking, yeah, he can. But was he a bit worse And was Edwards a bit better Yes And that's what happened And like Whether it's mentally Whether it's physically Whether it's The change of place you are in your career In terms of being a champion To now being a contender And all of that It it changes everything Everything changes And it's not the same fight We can't simply put He's going to make this one adjustment It's going to be different And now he's going to win It's too simple to do that Fights are too simple The world is too simple Life is too simple or the other way around, too complicated. You know, it's it's you. It can't be that simple. Life can't be that simple. The world can't be that simple. Fighting can't be that simple. You know, and for this one, I I think <laughs> to me the adjustment that Asanya needs to make is even more simple than all of that. It, and that is that for the first four and a half rounds of that fight, or a little bit less, he fought off the cage, and he beat. Uh, Pereira pretty easily doing that Right 
There was a bit of white belt jiu-jitsu in the middle of it, a bit of wrestling. I spoke before the fight about, is Adesanya going to wrestle him? Uh, and there was a bit of wrestling in there. And I see a lot of people doing it again that maybe didn't do it the last time. Um, and there could be a bit of it again, but is it going to be a major factor? <sighs> uh, probably about the same as the last time, I think. Probably about the same. I think, I, I think the major factor here, though, right, is... Can Adesanya do for five rounds what he did for four rounds the last time? And it's very different. It was a it was a heavy knockout, but not the same sort of knockout as Usman. It wasn't you were starched type of knockout. He was hit very, very, very hard, and it was a you know a TKO rather than a KO. So easier, I think, mentally to recover from. Although when a guy has beaten you now, um, what was it, three times in in combat sports, maybe it's a little bit different. Plus the fifth round. I remember talking to my guy Harry Powell about it. And he made the point that that wasn't uh, a technical lapse, that that was a mental lapse from Adesanya in the fifth. And, you know, watching it back, it was. He's right. He's 100% right. It was a a technical lapse that was caused by a mental lapse. And how can you recover from that so quickly coming into this? Like, it seems simple, right? It seems simple for a guy as good as Adesanya, right? Take another fighter, take anyone in the street. No, it's not simple. But it's simple for Adesanya because he did it so easily in the first four rounds of that fight. Right? And here's me contradicting myself again. And this is aside from the bet, because I'm not actually picking anyone to win the bet. I'm just kind of breaking down the fight for you here. I think that analysis is sound. If Adesanya can make that slight adjustment, he can win the fight. But I also have to go back there to what I was saying. When does that happen? When do we see, and especially, right, a guy now who, like Adesanya, is probably like in the prime of his career. Could you say he's like still climbing? Could you say he's maybe, uh, you know, at the top of his career? Maybe he's a couple more years at the top, whatever. He's around there. He's around his prime. Could you say the same for Pereira? No. Pereira's only had, what, seven, eight fights. Pereira's still learning the game. Pereira, he can barely wrestle, barely any jiu-jitsu. In ten fights time, maybe Pereira will be where Adesanya is now if he keeps going into where he is, you know? And he'll have to learn rather quickly if he's going to continue to be champion. But you get what I mean. And when do you see a guy beat another guy when he is less experienced and in the fight again and he loses? Because, like, who's going to improve more from the last fight to this one? Just naturally. Like, what is it, six months since the last fight? Who is going to benefit from six months of MMA training more? Adesanya, who's been doing it for years and years and years, or Pereira, who only kind of started doing it a few years ago to kind of tra- chase Adesanya. I would definitely argue Pereira on that one. So I think it's a very hard, like it's a very hard fight. It's a very hard fight to call. But what I do think will happen is Adesanya will try to do what I suggested there. He will try to fight in the similar fashion that he did in the first four rounds. And that is controlling the area which the fight is happening in. And that, is, that area is not against the cage with his back. When he is against the cage with his back, to immediately jab his way out, use his footwork to get out, turn, twist, wrestle, whatever he needs to do. You cannot stand with your back against the cage like he did in the fifth round of that last fight and get punched. You simply cannot do it. You have to fight your way out. And I think that's why I feel like this fight will go long, because he will do that. I think he will do that. And what is Pereira going to do in this fight? I honestly don't know. I have no read on Pereira. Like, 
apart from he's going to try to push him against the cage and land those big shots. But what can he do differently to stop Adesanya doing what he did? I think it's a very hard job for Pereira to actually stop that, right? And the reason I think it's a very hard job for Pereira to stop that is because I don't think he has those necessary uh, skills that Adesanya has in terms of managing the tempo as much. Like, he can manage the distance well. I saw, I think it was uh, Jack Slack put up a video of um, of Pereira kind of pulling down one Adesanya hand to try to, with two of his hands to try to get inside. When he gets there, when he gets into that position, he can make things happen in a weird sort of way. But when he can kind of control that distance, it's, it's, it's very tough for him. Like, I truly believe in that fifth round. Like, I talked about the Edwards uh, Adesanya one. Sorry, the Edwards Usman one. It was very much Edwards. Bit of a mistake, okay, you could say it from Usman, but it was Edwards who made that happen. For me, it was Adesanya made it happen the last time. Okay, he had to go and knock him out, but Adesanya let him in to where he doesn't, doesn't want to allow him to be. And he can't do that this time. And that, to me, is why I think this fight will go long. Because he will be even more safe, I think. I think he'll, be, he'll move even more. And I think he has great cardio as well, so I do think he can do it for three, four, five rounds. And if it's going to be um, one, it'll be one in one of two ways. It'll be one in either, is he getting knocked out maybe later when he gets, if he does get tired? Or it'll be one by Izzy on points? Or it will be one by Izzy maybe not throwing enough. Pereira picking him off with a few shots throughout the round and winning a close decision. See Adesanya versus Romero in that very dull fight. I could truly see that fight happening. Truly good. I think Adesanya is going to make this one as dull as possible. That's my giant takeaway from this. And that's why I think over three and a half rounds at minus 138 is a great bet. Right, we'll be here all day. I spent too long on that fight. The flyer of the week is... I talked about Thiago Santos from last week. Uh, and I, I picked it wrong based on his what he had done for me before. Uh, and I'm going for that again now this is the flyer so I'm allowed to do it here right I'm allowed to do it here I don't necessarily think Julia Budd will win but Julia Budd at plus 550 I love that price so much I think that's an absolutely fantastic price to beat Larissa Pacheco now Pacheco come out and she beat um as she beat uh, uh, Kel Harrison last time out this is her first fight since obviously the new season at 145 now I spoke about it in the preview show, so I won't dwell on it too much here, but the the one issue I think I have with Pacheco is that she has spent the last three years trying to become a 155-er. And if you go back and listen to the video I made after she beat Kayla Harrison, I said a large part of that victory and why she had lost before is now she was a genuine 155-er and before she was trying to be one. And now she has to go back down and be a 145 pounder. Now you might say, Sean, what are you talking about? She's a 135 or she's a 145 or But I can't dissu- I can't ignore that analysis that I made last year. I think it was correct. And I think she'd probably say it was correct as well. So she has to make that adjustment there. Julia Bud, a lifelong 145 or a long time anyway, a 145 or that's her natural weight class. Plus Okay, so the issue here, right, Julia Budd's lost her last two fights, hasn't looked particularly great. But before, and you know, coming over to PFL, changing from Bellator and all of that, it was, could you blame that? Maybe, maybe there are excuses to be made, right? But if she fights the way 
which she fought before that in her, you know, whatever, however how many fights, you know, she's only lost to, before that, to Cyborg, uh, who was it, Rousey and, uh, and Nunes. If she can fight the way she was fighting in her, her latter Bellator run there, she has every chance of winning. Every chance of winning against Pacheco. And that's the reason I'm going for her. Now, I'm capping it on the old, but yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's what the flyer is all about. It's about taking a chance. And it's... Uh, uh, when you look at that price, right, and the other flyers I'm looking at are first round knockouts, first round submissions, you know, something like that. I think for just someone to win straight up, who is a very good fighter against the fighter who's coming down in weight classes, who had the biggest victory of their life last time out, which was a massive shock. Like, if this fight happened this time last year, before Bud came in and lost her a couple of fights, who would have been favourite? Who would have been? I think it probably would have been Bud. So... You're giving me plus 550 on her this time? Yeah, I, I'm going to take that. It's a flyer. It's a flyer. Who, if you gave me even money on board, I might take Pacheco. No problem. Absolutely. But for the flyer, I'm going to go with Bud. Right, let's look through some of the other bets and we'll fly through them here. PFL. Look, I, I've done a whole show talking about PFL, so there's no need to go through all of these. But I will give you a few of the prices. We just spoke about Bud Pacheco. Minus 800 for Pacheco. I think that's mad. I think it's absolutely mad. So let's see, and now the props are just coming out as well. Uh, like the buzz um, by decision uh, win is plus 700 as well. Definitely going for the plus 550 there uh, on that one. Um, like Pacheco is, 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 the Pacheco by decision is plus 150 as well. A lot of people think it's going to go long. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested. But Capelosa, Sheffield, I was looking at those prices last night, looking at them when I was doing the preview. And they have moved in a little bit. Sheffield is plus 165 now, minus 190 for Capeloza. If you like the Capeloza TKO, okay, it's minus 115. Now, last year, Sheffield beat him by decision. If you like that, again, this year, plus 425. So you're having a rematch. You want the exact same outcome of last as last time. It's plus 425 for Sheffield to win the decision. Now, again... Is this a rematch? And I'm pick. Uh, I, I'm allegedly picking the guy, or thinking about picking the guy who lost. Um, but give me, like, give me Capelosa straight up, and give me Sheffield by decision at plus, plus four twenty five, please. I'll take that. I'll take that, no problem. So yeah, uh, Golsov and the cash. I think Golsov is is underpriced there, minus three hundred. I think he should be minus five, minus six hundred there. I I very much see him winning that one. Could he win? Let me let me see the price inside the distance here. Minus one two five, yeah. Um, I probably, I probably avoid that if I'm being honest. Um, as I got a big hair stuck in my mouth. Uh, the Kuniev versus Ferreira fight. Now I'm interested to see what that is as well. Fight doesn't go to a decision minus three fifty. Fight does go to a decision plus two seven five. I don't mind that too much because like Kuniev isn't the biggest finisher in the world in terms of. Let's just uh, actually before I spew that out there, let me actually look at it. <laughs> at his finishing round for he's probably eleven wins now. He probably has eleven finishes something like that. Is he? Well, yeah, he's <clears throat> he is four of his fights haven't gone 
or have gone to a decision. So he's five knockouts and two submissions. So he, he is good, but like it, this is a raise up and level uh, as well. So we, we will see in that one, but I like his price straight up. So just go for that there. Uh, Aspen Lad as well is a big favorite at minus 245. And honestly, like watching some of Amber Lybrook, I like her a lot. I like her as a fighter. Now it's a tough test against Jandirova coming in here. I do like her as a fighter though. It's hard to get to knockout plus 600, uh, plus 190 straight up. I like that an awful lot. Marcelo Nunes probably going to get the submission here. That price is plus 120. I like him to beat Murray Screen. I think he will take him down. I think he'll beat him there. Um, um, Andrew Shack against Brady. Andrew definitely the favourite there. Minus 350. Brady plus 275. I think that's about right. Uh, Maka Tahina has a big favourite as well. Uh, minus 500 against uh, Higashai, who is plus 375. Then the UFC... Uh, let me scroll down here and get Pereira and Adesanya. So the straight-up price of this one, uh, Adesanya is the favourite, minus 135. Pereira plus 115. As I said, the updated prices will be here. That will probably will be changing. I think that I think that'll be even by the time we uh, we kick off that that fight. Um, as I said, I give you the over three and a half rounds at just under uh, even money. But there are so many interesting bets. Look, again, we're having a rematch here. Do you want the exact same outcome as we had uh, the last time? Pereira to win by knockout, plus 165. I think it's... I see one place here. It's up as far as plus 220. Let's see on that one. Adesanya is around the plus 375 for the knockout, around 400 in some places here. A lot of people think he's going to wrestle again. Can Adesanya get the submission of plus 1,000? Let's, uh, let's see on that one. But I like this one to go along. I think this one's going to a decision... Adesanya to win the uh, the decision is plus 170. Pereira wins the decision plus 550. That was the other uh, flyer I was looking at. I wanted to give bets from different fights, but plus 550 for Pereira to win the decision. If Adesanya fights a slower pace and Pereira just kind of touches him a few times during the fight, I could see it happening. Really, really could. Um, <clears throat> Burns, Masvidal, obviously I gave you my bet for that one, but the straight up price is minus 450. For Burns, Masvidal is plus 350. Yanez Font, toss of a kind fight for me. Uh, plus 155 for Font. The favorite Yanez, minus 180. Uh, I'd probably go for Yanez. I, I, I kind of agree with the betting lines here, to be honest. Just about the favorite Holland, Panzanibio. I'm going for obviously Panzanibio in that. Rosas Jr. is coming back here against Christian Rodriguez. He's minus 210. You better take those on Rosas if they're going to keep matching him, I think, like this, because he's only going to get better and better at that age now. Could he find a few himself in a few pitfalls at that age as well? Absolutely, but let's see on that one as he improves. Chris Curtis Gaston, that's an interesting fight. F- kind of uh, flying under the radar here. Let me, let me just go back to Sherdog here and make sure that fight is still actually happening because it, it feels like a fight. Is that, is that, is that fight happening? Um, is it on Sherdog here? Oh, in, it's not, is it? It's not. Okay, let's ignore that fight. I don't think that fight is actually happening. Yeah, it's not on Sherdog. So maybe it got cancelled. Anyway, um, uh, who else have we chased? Sherman and Carl Williams. Uh, I saw the guys in the preview show actually talking about this and Jay Sherman went from, uh, who was he fighting? Um, oh, Huggy Bear where he was a favourite to now like a minus 450 underdog which is, is very unfortunate for uh, for him Lupi Godinez versus Cynthia Calvillo Godinez is the favourite there I think that's right at minus 300 um, and there are a few more other things on it uh, as well not anything massive that 
that stands out. Pfeiffer is only minus one ninety favorite against Marshart plus one sixty five. You would never know with Marshart, do you? Like you, you never know with him. Sometimes he's that acid test for the younger guys. Sometimes he isn't. So let's uh, let's wait and see on that one. All right, everyone. I will uh, I will leave it there. That wasn't my best for the weekend. Let's quickly recap again what we have. So we burnt into inside the distance plus one fifteen. Plus 201 for Santiago Ponzinibbio to win straight up money line. Rizan Kuniev over in PFL. Minus 185. We've the over three and a half rounds in the main event between Pereira and Adesanya. Minus 138. And the flyer of the week over in PFL is the main event there. Julia Bod to defeat Pacheco plus 550. All right, everyone. I will leave it there. Please leave me your best bet for the week in the comment section down below here on YouTube. Let me know who you're picking. What's your best bet for the week? I'll leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.